Hey there, movie fans. Welcome to another episode of Tammy the Movie Nerd. Uh, this is Tammy the Movie Nerd. There's your host. And uh, thank you for joining me. And this is a podcast where we basically talk about different movies. We talk about topics of movies, review movies, um, maybe list of favorites if I feel if I feel up to it. And uh, also just uh, addressing various topics of films and you know, this is just a all around podcast about movies and just uh, talking about movies and addressing, um, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things have to do with the movies. So if you do have a movie that you want me to view or review, uh, you can just click on the message button at the bottom of the podcast and uh, you can send me a message or you can also email me at movienerdtse at gmail.com. And once again, that's Movie Nerd TSE. That's a Tango Sierra Echo at gmail.com. So I uh, wanted to start a new segment on my podcast, and this is the Film Topic Tuesday. And I wanted to do this in conjunction with the review that I uh, saw a couple weeks ago. I did look at the new Firestarter, and I was thinking about addressing adaptations, but that is such a huge, broad topic, and it's so hard to narrow it down into, you know, when, when it comes to different adaptations. So I may be spreading out some of these topics um, over a period or over several episodes, uh, as long as, you know, they, uh, as long as it's relevant. And since I'm talking about Firestarter, uh, one of the things that a lot of people and a lot of moviegoers, and uh, of course I, I'm just as uh, big of a fan of of uh, this as well of him, uh, just a big fan of his. And uh, let's talk about adaptations of Stephen King novels because some of these uh, movies, you know, Stephen King has uh, really been a huge contributor to uh, movies or books that are eventually made into movies. And yet, one of the things about Stephen King is you get a lot of the same criticism from uh, the critics and even from, in some cases, from Stephen King himself that the movie did not follow the story as well as it could have. And, you know, one of the most famous episodes of this is, of course, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And The Shining is a completely, is a very, very complex book. If you've ever read The Shining, it's, it's incredibly complex and it has a, a really complex plot line. And so when you're doing uh, something of the, when you're doing a film on The Shining, and of course you have a tremendous director at the helm, you know, when you have Stanley Kubrick, and it probably did not follow, and it did not follow the subject material very well at all. And yet a lot of people consider The Shining a classic. And, you know, it's, it's like, what would have happened if 
the shining was actually if it did follow the subject material a little bit better and it's been done in a i believe it you know it was done in a mini series not too long ago too and you know the, with the shining it's it's really hard to uh do or to try to translate that book into film because the plot is just so complex and you know when stephen king you know writes his books there's a lot of detail there's a lot of um there's a lot of added features there's a lot of things that he does with the plot line and he has some twists and turns and everything that goes around in some of the plot lines that in some cases to condense it into a say a two and a half to three hour movie it's it's even sometimes more complex than that and when you have uh a, you know other stephen king books too that are a little bit more translatable uh translatable into film but uh and those are actually what i would say are the better films uh for example christine you know, Christine followed the uh, the book rather well. It followed it um, better than some of the uh, than uh, many others, I would say. And um, you know, of course, that's that's a difference of opinion. I know some people don't uh, don't think it followed it as well as it could have, and and it, but it did. I mean, you know, it did follow uh, the story relatively well. And yeah, you're dealing with a rather a rather good movie and i love christine uh the the book and the film both are are great i mean what can i say it's you know both of those are uh now of course christine is not my favorite stephen king film but uh i will say that it is one of the better ones just for the subject material alone well um, so let's talk about what happened with Firestarter. In both cases, both the 1984 movie with Drew Barrymore and the, uh, the new one, uh, that was just released on Friday the 13th, uh, that stars, um, uh, Zac Efron as Andy McGee and also, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong as a, as the lead as Charlie. Uh, there was a little bit more attention to the detail in the book on the second movie than it was the first. Uh, the one thing that was different is uh, in the in both films. Uh, if you compare the two, in the 1984, the one with Drew Barrymore, they did not mention the mother as much as they did in the uh, 2022 one in the remake. And so that aspect of uh, the relationship was included in the film. Uh, the other part of it um, is that uh, over the timeline, you know, they, they both of them got the timeline uh, kind of screwed up because uh, Charlie and her father were on the run from the from the agency or from the government uh, for months, and uh, that was one of the biggest differences with uh, the you know with Firestarter the movie and Firestarter the book. 
However, because you're doing something into film and you're translating it into film, it's really, really hard to translate um, passages of time. Uh, when something's happening, <clears throat> excuse me, when something is happening over the course of months, and in some cases, even years, you know, it's, it's really hard uh, to convey that into the film. And it's, it's hard to, you know, kind of look at the passage of time without putting, you know, maybe something on the screen or something, you know, that says, you know, six months later or something like that, which sometimes those little captions can cheapen the film. And I've seen that where in some movies where it has cheapened uh, the storyline of the film when they like, you know, six months later or two years later or five years later, you know, it's like, who cares? You know, sometimes it's, it's really hard to, you know, to kind of convey that passage of time. And uh, so in the new Firestarter, the one thing that they screwed up and actually I liked, I like both movies. I really do like both movies, but the one thing that really screwed everything up was in the remake was the ending. The ending is not even close to the book. And you go through all of this stuff, you know, you go through, you go through the whole plot line, you go through the whole, the whole storyline and everything. And then where do you put the artistic licensure at the ending? Bad move. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, okay, you just went through all this and this is how you're going to end the film. Okay. never mind. Next. <laughs> you know, that was my, that was kind of my reaction to the whole thing. But uh, again, you know, and, and what's interesting about some of Stephen King's books and especially the ones like Firestarter, uh, also Cujo, I would uh, throw, uh, would throw this in with too. These are the more, what I would call medium level books. I mean, they're not as thick as say it or the stand or Tommy knockers or any of this, any of these books that are, you know, uh, 800, 900,000 pages long, you know, you have some of these, um, adaptations that, do have the capability of working well in a film, but because of the decisions made by directors, producers, and scriptwriters, you can completely wreck something in a matter of seconds. Um, when it comes and some adaptations, especially uh, one example, I know I want to stick with Stephen King, but one of the one of the ones that uh, really had to backpedal quite a bit in, in a franchise was the Harry Potter series. Cause they, the third book, and I'll talk about Harry Potter another day, but you know, that third book was, there was quite a bit of crucial storyline left out of the book or left out of the movie. And so when it's left out, it's in the book, but it's left out of the movie. And then you have to build on top of that because you still have, you know, four more books to go, you know, that can be something, something that can be very challenging. So Harry Potter, I'll deal with another day, but right now let's stick with Stephen King. 
Another thing, though, that I think uh, really makes Stephen King relatable as far as uh, subject material that you want to put into movies is the fact that he has such a variety of writings. And, uh, you know, you have these uh, the state, you know, you have these books like like I mentioned with it and the stand and Tommy knockers that are, you know, 800,000 pages, you know, that are really, really, really huge. But then you also have your short stories. And this is where some of those movies I feel really shown. Uh, because even though um, one of the challenges that you have now, there was one that was done really, really well. And there was one, there was a couple, actually a couple of them that were done really, really well. And one that was done really, really poorly um, the one that I would say was done really poorly was Maximum Overdrive. Uh, that one was okay. Uh, you know, um, reading the short story and then turning around and seeing the film actually, oh, just thought of a third one that was really good, but I'll get to that one in a second. But Maximum Overdrive really didn't work very well on film or really did not translate well at all. Um, I hate to say it, but yeah, it did not really transfer very well uh, into, into a film. And without making it incredibly cliche or incredibly boring, and unfortunately, I lean more towards the cliche with Maximum Overdrive. And the other problem that I have with uh, Maximum Overdrive and, you know, some of these uh, some of these adaptations is, OK, we've already got Christine. Why do we need one with trucks? You know, I mean, that was something that I was even thinking of, too. And uh, I know that there's quite a few fans out there of this movie, and that's fine. Uh, I just had, I was just like, okay, great, fine. This is okay. Uh, you know, I just, I, it was just not my cup of tea. Uh, maximum overdrive was definitely not my cup of tea. But now let's turn to Silver Bullet. Let's look at Cycle of the Werewolf, uh, which was rather well done. And that was a novella that actually did work incredibly well. And it followed it as well as it could have. And it, it really was a good movie. I really enjoy Silver Bullet. I, I love that movie. And, um, you know, so whether, you know, when you look at Cycle of the Werewolf, hey, I like it. I, I really do like it. Now, one... Uh, another one that uh, was uh, more of a short story or more of a novella than it was uh, a novel that was brilliantly done was The Mist. Uh, I really enjoy The Mist. And, and uh, I remember listening to it on an audiobook uh, several years ago. And uh, the person that was doing the, the reading on the uh, audiobook did a beautiful job. And uh, so I, you know, heard it on an audiobook several years ago. And I was like, wow, this could be a really good movie. And then found out there was a movie already. And so then I checked out The Mist and I love The Mist. I really do love that one. That one's uh, 
I wouldn't say it's in my top 10 favorite, but it it's pretty, it's there somewhere. I mean, it, it was done really, really well. And then uh, Misery is another one that was done really well. Now that's a novel, so let me come back to Misery for a second. Because the one, sorry about that. Something going on with my mic here. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, The other film that I think uh, did really, really well even though that I was not the biggest fan in the world of the novella, but I did love the movie and that's a granddaddy of them all. And that's Shawshank Redemption. And I analyzed uh, Shawshank uh, a little bit later when it came out. Uh, I think I analyzed it. I was working on that with a, with a, another colleague Uh, about a year, it was like about a couple of years or so after it came out. And we were talking about uh, the adaptation part of it. And that is one that I actually did uh, analyze. And the one thing that my colleague kind of uh, didn't like about Shawshank was the fact that they had the same warden through the whole story. And if Andy Dufresne was in jail for 20 years and they would have changed warden several times. Well, I was on the team to, you know, I was, I was on the team that read the novella and then saw the movie. And I said, well, in the book, in the, in the novella, the warden did change quite a few times and it was actually done that way. But the fact that the, the uh, situation with the money happened with that same warden, it would have been a weaker film. And uh, honestly, if it did follow uh, the novella uh, to a T, then yeah, it it would have been a much, much weaker film than what it was. So I have to, uh, I have to kind of disagree a little bit with my colleague that, you know, that, uh, it should have been done the way the novella. I don't think so. I think the, uh, the changes in the artistic, uh, licensure that they took with the story actually worked rather well for that film. And it made it a great film. And I love what they did with the character of Red, even though it's different in the novella than it was in the sto- in the movie. But it's it was so well done and so carefully uh, put together that, you know, Shawshank Redemption actually worked incredibly well, despite some of the flaws that was pointed out by a few of my colleagues. And I, I still love Shawshank and I watch it as much as I can. Uh, that is definitely one of my favorites. Now, now that we're in a movie situation where we're now looking at franchises or we're now looking at, uh, 
different movies or several part movies like uh you know best one i could you know something like the lord of the rings or the hobbit you know because uh each you know now that we're getting into like like a series of movies into one book what's going to be the future of some of these longer books that stephen king has that are still very good books uh, truthfully, I don't feel Pet Cemetery should have ever been remade. I think it was fine the way it was. Um, but are we going to see another series like they did with it? Now, honestly, I did like the miniseries a little bit better. But then again, I also am a huge fan of Tim Curry. So did the movie do the book justice with what they were doing with the film? Yes. I will say this, that when it comes to following the storyline better, the movie, the two-part movie did do better than the two-part miniseries. However, um, it's one of those things that because of the existence of the original, are we going to like the film version better? Now, another one, they, they remade The Stand. And The Stand is another book that is so complex that how in the world can you do that one justice as well? So there's a few things that we can do. Are we going to see a Tommyknockers movie somewhere down the line? Um, are we going to see a better rendition of Rose Red? Are we going to see, you know, who knows what we're going to see. But now that uh, we're taking some of these films or some of these, some of these more complex books uh, will we see a remake of The Shining somewhere down the line? I don't know. Um, some of the movies that were remade that shouldn't have been, like I mentioned, Pet Cemetery. I thought Pet Cemetery did well the very fir the first time, uh, but I didn't think the second one needed to be done again. Uh, Carrie was perfectly fine with the Brian De Palma Sissy Spacek movie. I like that one significantly better than I like the remake. And are we going to find more novellas that uh, also deserve a, a film treat? Um, are we going to, you know, definitely uh, another one that they fixed with a director's cut uh, was Secret Window where that movie did follow the book as well as it could have, but then they did a director's cut to add some additional footage and things like that into the film. Uh, Misery, God, I hope they don't touch Misery again. I No, 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 no. I, I really hope that they leave that one alone. Uh, that movie was completely fine the way it was. They don't need to remake that one. Um, but what will we see moving forward with with the stephen king book series and and you know how do we get 
some of these movies and some of these books, where do we have that fine line between the artistic licensure where we can make the film a very good movie and keep the spirit and the uh, intensity of the book? Because there's a few, you know, there's... Uh, there's even some like, for instance, I, I was not a fan of the miniseries of Rose Red. I, I was not a fan of it at all. Um, I think it could have been a much better film version. Uh, that's one for the treat of the big screen. Uh, you have a little bit more, uh, you have a little bit more leeway. You have a different set of rules. And could Rose Red be made into a really good film? Maybe. Um, what else can we do? And can we make some of these more complex stories into really good movies? Who knows? And hopefully, though, um, I do respect Stephen King as a writer. I still like a lot of his stories. Uh, I like some of the films that were made. There were some that were that could have been better if they would have stayed with the if they would have stuck with the storyline. There were some that probably if they stuck with the storyline, it wouldn't have been as good. But this is where the um, the brilliancy of your team that makes these movies, that's where we can answer those questions. And so one thing that we have to remember when we do an adaptation, especially of an, of an author like Stephen King, is how do we keep the intensity and the integrity of the story and yet make it something enjoyable for the audience. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, please feel free to leave me a message or email me at movienerdtse at gmail.com. And so uh, coming up on the channel, I uh, have uh, still a few things that a few loose ends I want to tie up. I uh, want to do uh, the review of the Thomas Crown Affair. Also, I'm going to be looking at men, uh, that, uh, that uh, horror film that uh, came out to, that came out recently. Uh, I do have the Foreign Film Friday uh, picked, and also uh, I've uh, got a few other ideas as well. And is there a film topic or something that you want me to cover on the, on the podcast again? Uh, feel free to drop me a message and tell me what you like. What are your some of your favorite Stephen King movies? Or what are some of your favorite King stories that need to be turned into film? And uh, or, you know what, just drop me a line. Was there a movie you want me to review, uh, view or review? And um, just let me know what you think of the podcast and let me know what you think of these topics. Is there a topic you want me to cover? Is there a movie you want me to review? Just send me a line and I'll be more than happy to do that. So thank you very much for joining me and you have a great day.